Ladies and gentlemen, we're expecting some moderate turbulence. Please remain seated and enjoy the show. Hello. And welcome to Moderate Turbulence. I'm Jeremy. I'm Adele. Hello, Adele. Hello, Jeremy. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. What's going on? I know we missed last week again. Yeah, well, you know, uh, it is what it is. (laughs) We're busy, unfortunately. Yeah, and then, uh, well, it took a while to get last episode up because Jeremy had issues editing it, so then that kind of took the extra... Uh, it took a few extra days, so but yeah, I had some crackles in the the sound coming from the mics, I think, because uh, I was switching out one of the cables I was using, and I think it distorted the sound a bit, so I cleaned it up as much as possible. We listened to it, and it I guess you couldn't hear any crackles, so yay, editing. <laughs> yeah, but because of that, like that took almost a whole week to get that one episode out and then by the time that episode came out it was time to for the next episode to be out so yeah it was just a lot and of course we're still working doing initial so it was just you know we tried to find you know a time to do it and then jeremy was i know you were around last weekend i was around last weekend yeah. yeah but then anyways uh it is what it is but we're here and we've planned out um a few episodes um, this time. So we are trying to be proactive and get things uh, done. We have um, an interesting episode today. Then we'll have an incident next week thing what, that you're working episode. on. Yeah. And uh, I'm going to do a little research for that one too, just because there's it's a big one. So stay tuned for next week's episode. <laughs> mm-hmm. And then we'll have uh, hopefully something... Uh, a little more fun uh, for the following week. So things have been lined up. So hopefully it'll be... Uh, boom, boom, boom. It'll be seamless. <laughs> yeah, it'll come together and then uh, we won't be lagging behind anymore. <laughs> yeah. Um, okay. So the first thing to touch on for today, um, unfortunately, we had a China Eastern Boeing 737 uh, that had a fatal crash this morning. Um and so that was a 737-800 with 123 passengers and nine crew on board. Uh, we don't know exactly what happened yet, but it crashed into the mountains near Guangzhou. Uh, and so a tragic accident. So our condolences to everybody involved. Um, one thing I want to mention, I was reading a lot of the different reports and some of the forums where people are discussing the accident. And everyone keeps saying, oh, 737 MAX, we have to ground the MAX. MCAS is acting up again. This aircraft was a 737-800. This was not a 737 MAX. It was part of the previous generation uh, of 737 aircraft. It was not a MAX. So it did have a dive, like a nose-down dive, but it was not due to MCAS. There's no MCAS on this aircraft. It was not a MAX. It was a 737-800. Yeah, so that's definitely sad. I woke up to... Um, all our aviation friends pretty much posting and just uh, sharing the news. And it was just, wow, you know, another another aviation incident. And it's just, and I actually mentioned to Jeremy this morning, I'm like, March, it seems to be a weird month for aviation incidents. Yeah. yeah. Um, there was well, this one, um, the Malaysian Airlines uh, 370. 370 yeah. um, was in 2013 
2014. So March 8 of 2014. The German wings was in 2015, March yeah. 24th. Um, the Ethiopian Airlines, um, that was also, I think, March 10th. Yeah, in March again. 2019. So, so then the grounding of the 737 MAX fleets, happened yeah. uh, in March of 2019. 2019. Uh, I mean, I'm 20, sure there's... 2020? 2019. 2019. Yeah. 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 2019. A year before the pandemic. Right. Um, yeah. So it was just, it's just um, interesting, weird. Is it like, you know, the 27 for rock stars? Oh, yeah. The 27 <laughs> um, club. Yeah. Ooh. But uh, yeah, hopefully nothing else happens. I mean, we're almost at the end of the month. So let's, uh, you know, keep it, uh, keep it safe out there. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it'll be. Uh, We'll definitely talk about more updates about the China Easterns when we get some. Yeah. Um, but yeah, right now it it just happened, you know. Today. Today. This so that's all we have. Um, our condolences and our thoughts and, and uh, are going out to the family and loved ones or the ones affected because mm -hmm. I can't even imagine um, waking up to the news of someone I know and love being part of such an incident. Yeah. Um, so yeah, shocking. And it's not something you want to happen or think is going to happen anymore or ever. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's so tragic every time, uh, every time there's a major aircraft incident with fatalities, but, um, yeah, it's like, uh, I was teaching, uh, an aircraft incident just this past week and talking about it, like, you know, we're trained for this as flight attendants, but sometimes like in the case of the China, uh, Eastern flight this morning, it did a nosedive. There was nothing the crew members could do. Um, but on a slightly more positive note, mm -hmm. um, this is a suggestion from our longtime listener and okay. friend, uh, Todd. So he sent us a message on our moderate turbulence Instagram suggesting for us to uh, do a little bit of research on this subject. And so Jeremy's going to take it away. Excellent. So, okay. Some of the background for, for this uh, episode as well. Todd right now is reading um, a book by Dave Grohl. It's called storyteller. It's sort of an autobiography. Uh, and he sent me a message saying, Oh, I won't be able to listen to the podcast right away this week because I'm reading this book. And I think he's actually listening to the audiobook as well, which is narrated by Dave Grohl. Dave Grohl, who was the front man for the Foo Fighters, he was the drummer from Nirvana. Him and uh, him and I, him being Todd and I are both huge fans of Dave Grohl. And uh, so my reply was, Oh my goodness, I'm reading the same book. So from that, one of the pieces of the book they bring up where they got the name Foo Fighters from, or where Dave Grohl got the name Foo Fighters, which is the name of the band. Uh, so the origin of the term Foo Fighters is the first thing I'm going to talk about. So the word Foo was borrowed from a fireman comic strip called Smokey Stover. This is from the 1930s. The author's name was Bill Holman, and he used the term Foo just sort of as like a nonsense word. Like you see like in some of the comic books, like the Batman comics, the bam, like all those different things. So this was just one of those little nonsense words, foo, but he would use it all the time. Foo Fighters was used to describe a red ball of fire, which was chased in a series of different high-speed maneuvers. This was in November of 1944. So that term was used by military pilots to describe um, similar sort of military incidents. They would see this red ball of fire in the air and they would chase it. 
one of the pilots, I guess, was or it was either one of the pilots or one of the air traffic controllers who was a big fan of that comic strip. And he actually had it in his back pocket when they used the term Foo Fighters. Uh, and that was to describe those red balls of fire in the sky. And then again, during 1944. So this was during World War II. So that's sort of a little precursor to discuss what, uh, what we'll be discussing today. So today we're going to talk about UFOs, also now known as UAPs, which is Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon, uh, and this will be some sightings by pilots. Uh, I'm going to talk about one specific incident, and then I'm going to mention a whole bunch of different incidents, and you'll see sort of how and why that's all going to flow the way it does. So one of the more famous incidents of a UAP, which was actually discussed on Joe Rogan's podcast, this involves Navy pilots Dave Fravor and Alex Dietrich. Information for this incident will come from cbsnews.com, washingtonpost.com, and there are several different YouTube uh, YouTube videos that I watched. November 14th, 2004, Commander Fravor and Lieutenant Commander Dietrichs, Dietrich, each in their respective FA-18 Super Hornets, they were conducting training over the Pacific Ocean. They were about 100 miles southwest of San Diego. They were diverted from their exercise to investigate an anomalous object. Uh, and they reported seeing a tic-tac-looking object that was moving about uh, the whitewater area. It was about 50 feet above the water. When Fravor decided he's going to move down uh, and get a closer look and to try and cut it off, it started matching what he was doing coming up, so making circles to descend, and this thing was making circles to uh, move up to meet him. And then just before he could cut it off, it accelerated so fast that they thought it just disappeared. Moments later, another Navy vessel, the USS Princeton, had it on radar, 60 miles away. Seconds later, it was 60 miles away. So the reason this incident seems to have so much popularity is the video evidence that accompanies it. So after they landed back on their aircraft carrier, another crew went to take off to try and capture it on camera. And what was captured was exactly what was described by Fravor and Dietrich. So it was a tic-tac-like object. There was no sign of propulsion or exhaust. And it was able to change direction and accelerate like no other known object that was developed on Earth. No conclusion was ever reached regarding this incident. What do you think of this one? Well, that's kind of creepy. Yeah. Especially if it was detected on radar. And they got it on video. Mm -hmm. The video, and I watched some of the videos. It's pretty, pretty astounding because they used um, a sensor that will lock on its target. And so the sensor is going to follow it with the camera. And you see it like moving away from the camera at certain points. They they lost the lock because it was going so fast. It's incredible. Do you think we're alone? I mean, this is not my field of expertise or necessarily uh, interest. However, it would be kind of foolish to think that we're the only living beings in the universe yeah and i mean i've heard like neil degrasse tyson and others talk about how the universe is so vast with the hundreds of billions of stars in our galaxy and the hundreds and thousands of galaxies that have been discovered uh to think that we're the only planet that has life on it is yeah like there's no way there is no way we're the only ones out there with life on it. Have there been other planets with life that has evolved to the point that we're at or even beyond? Who knows? 
who knows? I mean, we're limited by the capabilities of today's aircraft. Today's things like uh, the Starship that SpaceX is uh, developing so that we can make it to Mars with humans. But that's sort of our capabilities right now. Anyways, going a little bit off topic there. So what did they actually see? Was this uh, an alien object? Was this an object developed by another country's military? I mean, we'll never really know until we know. (laughs) So the next portion of this I was going to mention, I have a whole series of different sightings, UFO sightings. These were all reported by commercial pilots, and these ones were all UAP sightings over Canada. For these, I'm going to be referring to some published articles that were on cbc.ca and vice.com. So I'm just going to list a whole bunch of these in order, and then we'll see uh, how that makes you feel after. Okay, so the first one, October 21st of 2005, there were four different aircraft that reported a shiny silver object 30,000 feet above Toronto. It's uh, on a, um, It then turned sharply and just moved rapidly southwest over Lake Ontario. Interesting, noticed by four different aircraft. Next one is going to be December 15th, 2009. A bright, unidentified light was above Fort McMurray. It moved in a southerly direction, but it appeared way too fast to be any commercial aircraft. This actually delayed the departure of a commercial flight. Next is January 10th of 2015. There were multiple reports of a very large object with a small white light in the middle. It appeared to descend from above 41,000 feet, and this was seen just outside of Regina, Saskatchewan. The next one was May 30th of 2016. A flight from Montreal to Toronto crosses around UFO flying over 550 kilometers per hour. Just came across it, saw it. Next one is November 14th, 2016. Two flight attendants were actually injured. This was because their plane dove to avoid an upright donut-shaped object that was seen 8,000 feet above Lake Ontario. I believe that was going from Ottawa to Toronto. And so because they dove so sharply, two flight attendants who were standing uh, were injured. Do we know what airline? Yes. Porter. (laughs) Uh, March 16th, 2017, there were two aircraft in the Okanagan Valley in British Columbia. They reported a bright white strobe-type light that was above them. Crazy. And again, when it's being seen by more than one aircraft, like... Yeah, it's more plausible that it's like... It's more plausible that it's something Mm -hmm. tangible and weird. Yeah, weird, definitely. Uh, Next one, April 30th of 2018, a Boeing 747, I believe it was from Qatar, reports an object moving sporadically, and it was somewhere at sixty to 80,000 feet. Uh, And it was flying so fast, they assumed it would be around Mach 4. Just hard to tell, hard to gauge just by the eye, but Mach 4 is really, really fast. When you think about it, some people said, oh, that's the range that the um, SR-71 Blackbird would fly at. It would be sixty to 80,000 feet, and its top speed was about Mach 3.3. But the SR-71 was retired back in 1999. This was in 2018. So it couldn't have been that. Uh, Next one, there was a medical transport flight. This was on January 6th of 2019. This was followed by a bright light. It was at the same speed and same altitude as them. And this was done uh, over northern Manitoba. So those are just a couple all incidents that occurred over Canada of 
unidentified flying objects or unidentified aerial phenomena, whatever you'd like to call them. And now there was uh, another report. This is part of one of the articles I read. There was a former Royal Canadian Air Force pilot uh, that estimated that over 90% of sightings, they just go unreported because pilots don't want to be mocked. They don't want to be like, oh, you're the pilot that keeps reporting UFOs or whatever. So pilots are like, it's just not worth my time. So they're assuming that 90% plus of these UAVs or UFOs go unreported. What do you think of that? What do you think of all these different ones all over Canada? Well, that's interesting that it's all these cases are over us, over Canada. So I can't even imagine how much, how many more there are in the rest of the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I I didn't think you would find necessarily Canadian sightings. So that's really interesting. Yeah. I thought uh, I'd try and keep it local, you know? <laughs> yeah. Jeremy's, you know, smiling ear to ear because this is so interesting to him. This is like his like little, I don't know what you call it but he likes these he likes space obviously we all know that so this is like his it's totally in my wheelhouse yeah 100 (laughs) percent. so he's loving this so it was fun so first of all thank you todd for suggesting us uh us talking about this um and then just uh just a general shout out to everybody out there listening what are your thoughts on these things that are viewed from commercial pilots. Do you think we're alone out there? Do you think there's lots of different military applications that the general public doesn't know about, including commercial pilots? What are your thoughts on all these UAP slash UFOs? Yeah, I like the term UAP, though. I've never heard of that term before. I feel like it's more, um, it's more of a common term and not so much like, oh, it's an alien. Yeah, UFOs are are completely just attached to aliens. You always think of those, you know, big eyes with the big gray face and the No, UFO just means it's a flying object that is unidentified. Whereas UAP is sort of the more general, the more generally used term now. And I I like what it stands for, unidentified aerial phenomena. So it's kind of, you know, a little neat. Yeah, and I mean like when you or when we saw the um suggestion message from Todd um you got all excited and it kind of brings up of everything that we can see from from above and there's obviously we can see you know um we can see beautiful cityscapes and all that but you know there are certain things like the northern lights or um lightning storms oh those are cool mountains the mountaintops that we fly over beautiful mm-hmm. yeah well yeah like above the clouds like peaks poking through above the clouds because they're so high yeah um obviously not all of the mountains in the world but some of them yeah yeah so it's imagine how many things are just in the sky that we don't really have access to um unless we're in an aircraft and yeah can have a closer eye or just you know, and like pilots, when you're cruising, especially at night, and have nothing else to see and do because it's on autopilot, it's on it's on cruise for hours on end. Well, you see something in the air, you're gonna be intrigued by it, and yeah. you're used to seeing nothing, and now suddenly you see something. Yeah, I mean, it's pretty neat on lots of uh, fl- flights over the Atlantic. 
Um, I've been up in the flight deck and they're, you know, you see something in the distance and it's like, oh, what's that? And then they're like, oh, that's another aircraft that's flying on our same flight path, but going the opposite way. They're like a couple thousand feet below us. Uh, and then you get to actually like watch the other plane. Like you, you're like crossing ships in the night, but super, super fast. It's, you know, neat things like that. Yeah. So a quick little episode for this week, but, uh, I think very interesting, kind of different, um, and, uh, yeah, I can bring up discussions of, you know, the coolest sites that we've seen. We can ask, uh, our friends and colleagues to share, uh, that would be a fun little, um, episode in the future, perhaps. Yeah. Um, and yeah, so we'll have a, like we said, an incident, and we also saw a documentary, uh, we're not going to say what, uh, mm-hmm. but we watched it last week. Yeah. Another aviation-related, obviously, documentary, yeah. if we're going to talk about this, well, it yeah. on this podcast. Um, so, yeah, we have a few things coming. And um, yeah, if you're out there and you're flying, make sure you're always being nice to your flight attendants. Because they may have to save your butt one day. All right. Thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. <coughs> you're being- Thanks for listening. Don't forget to rate and review wherever you listen to podcasts. We have new episodes every Wednesday. Don't forget to follow us on social media at Moderate Turbulence on Instagram, at Mod Turbulence on Twitter, and follow us individually on Instagram at Huffy J and at La Delvi. Thank you.